Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. I am fired up for part two of our conversation with Mary Jacobs, an All-American golfer at the University of Arizona, who is now an instructor and author. We're going to dive into the trenches about book publishing and, of course, her wisdom for parents and young athletes. Let's get to it. Mary Jacobs just published One, Two, Follow Through, a picture book that tells the story of Polly Pivot. It's a terrific story that showcases Mary's love of golf, her insight into the sport, and her ability to communicate a lesson to young people in unique ways. Without further ado, let's get to part two of our convo with Mary Jacobs. You're obviously a competitor. You've been throughout. And I think as somebody who's published books, one of the challenges that you kind of have to get through is you put so much into your book. You work so hard for so many months. Yes. It's such a long process. And then you put it out there. And then there's that fear. How, yeah. how have you kind of wrestled with that? Putting so much work into this. Now it's yeah. about to start to really officially go public. Yeah. What's that like? How do you deal with that? That's a great question. Because as an athlete, I was so confident in myself and in my skills just because from when I could walk, I was the all-time hiker for my brother's 10-boy football game. So I just had a lot of athletic experience. Publishing a book, I had zero but I, I, you know, I still obviously believed in myself and I believed in the message. And I thought, you know, my mom was my school principal growing up. And I said, mom, I have this idea. What do you think? And she said, it's a very worthwhile idea. So, and she's very critical. I trust her opinion. Um, she said, I think that would be very, that would be wonderful. And I think that's a wonderful message for families. So the process of writing, it is an endurance sport. It is more of an endurance sport than any sport I've played, I really feel like. But when I made that decision, I said, nothing's gonna stop me. I don't care if I get embarrassed. I don't care if people think it's terrible. Nothing's gonna stop me, which is probably one of the best advice anybody's ever given to me. Actually, one of my students, she's 84 years old, and she said, don't ever let anything stop you. And I took that and I had multiple editors. My really good friend, Kristen Walla, couldn't have done it without her. You know, having a good editor is huge, huge for writing a book because you need somebody, you know, I could have my mom, I could have anybody, I could have my boss who knows golf, but you find that special person that really says, I think what you're trying to say is this. And I'm like, that's it. Right. So you have to have that person to work with to really make it happen. Um, and she was a golfer. She played at the University of Texas. But the rejection is painful. It's very, very painful. Um, it's not something I was ever used to. I mean, even with college golf, you know, they recruited me and um, it's not like I had to send out my resume and experience that rejection like writing. It is it is a very interesting process and feeling to say, nope, no thanks. You know, we love it, but 
change it to prose or, you know, whatever reason, you know, they don't, they think it's a hybrid book, you know, for parents and kids. There's just so many ducks that have to line up for them to get behind it. But then I started to realize, you know, I would talk to people and they would say that there's a lot that goes into the process. Don't take it personal. So after like the fifth rejection, I was like, okay, got it. (laughs) How many rejections did you have before you got the yes? I think like six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, From the big ones, you know, from HarperCollins, but they all reviewed it and had wonderful reviews. And, you know, I have a group triumph as an amazing publisher, the leader in sports publishing. Um, When I saw they do Michael Jordan's books and Kobe Bryant's books. And I said, sign me up. I think this is actually a really good fit. I think one of the things I tell authors and aspiring authors is it is a very challenging and humbling space, you know, to publish books. I mean, there are thousands of published books now with eBooks and uh, people can self-publish. So I I tell people that you have to reframe what success is, right? I mean, in, in our space, in book publishing for authors, you know, currently success is based on sales and the New York Times bestseller list. And I tell people that you have to think about why am I writing this book? If your why is to be a New York Times bestseller or to sell a lot of books and become a multimillionaire and be the next J.K. Rawlings, you have to understand that the business is so fickle, the odds of that happening are slim to none. So if your motivation is that, prepare to be disappointed. But if your motivation, just like I know your motivation, is to inspire some students around the game to have this beautiful message, uh, to, to share this awesome poetry and the illustrations and this cool book. When I've shared middle school rules and I, and I have parents and I have teachers and I have students who reach out to me or tell me in person just how much they connected with that athlete through my book, that's what does it for me. You know, that, that's my motivation. And so I don't need the validation of, Hey, do I hope someday that my, one of my books could become a New York Times? Absolutely. Right. I mean, there, there are many stories of incredible authors who find success in different ways, but my definition of success isn't defined by those things. I mean, obviously those are great accolades to have. And something to aspire to, um, but no way can you go into it with that. You know, it's it's great. It's great fuel for the fire, but you have, I mean, I just think the magic and poetry and literature is when you really, especially for children, you know, when you're really trying to make, for me, Polly Pivot, I really wanted her to be a role model. Yeah. Not only with her message, but just her story, her passion, her grit, her courage, her bravery, forward thinking, you know, she's so smart and that's a big overwhelm for a child, mm-hmm. you know, to have that moment. But it was more about getting into the psychology of a child. Sometimes the antagonist can really spark more than the protagonist, yeah. you know? So I kind of oh. had to make that not grueling, but significant for it to really pull them in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've had, parents, you know, cause I self publish and now we're actually going, you know, around the globe and, uh, parents have said, you know, my son, I couldn't get him to read until he read your book. That's success to me when somebody is just so moved by, you know, the story and they can relate to the characters. 
Well, this has been wonderful. Last two questions for you. What is it about golf that you love so much? Mm. Surrendering. So a lot of what I teach with my students is the laws of physics, understanding energy and understanding flow and how object A gets to object B. But I think for me as a player and for me as a teacher, when that when my student realizes like, oh my gosh, you just have to surrender. And they have that epiphany of, you know, and they're all universal epiphanies, just laws of physics where you can apply it to everything in life. But really that, you know, super surrender, super flow, you're really in the flow, you're letting go and you're allowing yourself to, to finish. And the po- like the artistry and the poetry of the swing. A lot of my friends would always make fun of me like, it looks like I'm like a ballerina when I'm swinging. Uh, maybe like golf by Mary Jacobs. Yeah, I love the flow of it. You know, you have to be so surrendered and patient to really accomplish the golf swing. So I would say the artistry of of the swing and of the game and, the, you know, it's just so demanding physically, emotionally, mentally. You have to hyper-focus, which is what my brain loves to do. And that's what I also hope with my book is that it really does celebrate the artistry of the game because I think that we do all have our own way of following through, which is at the end of the page. And that's the beauty of it. You know, we all have our own swing. We all have our own way of walking our journey on this earth. And um, I think if you just really surrender to the flow of life and what it brings for you, it's, it's magical. Last question for you, Mary. What's one message you try to instill in kids who look up to you? Mm. Stay true to yourself, 100%. I think we live in a world that is so fast paced and there's so much advice everywhere you turn and people give it and have more of it and you know multiplied more of it. Um, and I just think that at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, you know, staying true to who you are and to what your passion is and to what you believe in and, you know, following through with what's true for you. That's, that's my worldwide message. Well, Mary, I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you for joining me. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun with you too. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast, subscribe, and share. And don't forget, you can contact me through my website, seankjensen.com. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you next time.